I'm Liz Spencer and welcome to Business Connection, introducing you to the names and faces of Naperville area entrepreneurs and business owners. As we wrap up 2020, we are joined by BG Advisors CPA, North Star Wealth Group, and Nagel Obarski and Holzhauer PC to talk about the end of the year planning for your business. All here on Business Connection. Welcome to Business Connection. I'm Liz Spencer. Joining me today is a great team of experts to help us sort out all the end of year business considerations. On the show today are Satya Gandhi of BG Advisors CPA, Gabriel Chavez, Private Wealth Advisor with North Star Wealth Group, and Ian Holzhauser of Nagel, Obarski, and Holzhauser PC. So welcome everybody. This is quite the team of experts. So everybody, um, what I'd like to do is have each one of you give us a little bit of a, of a background of what you do and how you help us both at the year end and throughout the year. So um, Ian, let's start with you. Sure, my name is Ian Holtzhauer. I'm a partner at Nigel Obarski and Holtzhauer. Our law firm focuses on helping small businesses, especially in the Naperville area, um, in what we call transactional work. And kind of in English, that's helping them with contracts, helping with planning business succession, helping families figure out how to move their business to the next generation. Also, on the individual side, we help people with estate planning matters, planning for how to move um, their wealth to the next generation. The one thing we don't do is litigation, don't sue anybody. It's all kind of uh, peaceful in our world. That's wonderful. Sachin, how about you? Uh, my name is Sachin Gandhi. I'm with BG Advisor CPA. We are a forward-looking CPA firm. That is, we work with our clients on a regular basis uh, and work during the year, how the year is going, how can we adjust rather than uh, going in rear and adjusting it. Um, we are a full service accounting firm, so we do uh, audit, accounting, payroll, tax, CFO service, uh, and any transaction work. Awesome. And Gabriel, why don't you round us out? Uh, appreciate it, Liz. So, uh, as uh, Liz mentioned, my name is Gabriel Chavez. I'm a private wealth advisor with uh, Ameriprise Financial. Uh, we have our own uh, practice at North Star Wealth Group. And what we do is that we work with small business owners and individuals and help coordinate a lot of the uh, investments and a lot of the plans that they will need in order to plan for the future. Uh, we do a lot of financial planning for individuals and, uh, and also help coordinate with, with the investments. That's great. Now, Sachin, you really are the catalyst to get this great team together. Why is it important when you think of end of year business or actually why is it important for a business to think of about having a, a strong team of advisors such as yourself, Ian and Gabriel? So uh, most of my career I spent with big four accounting firms and then uh, Fortune 500 company. And when you think about those firms, they have in-house experts, like they will have an in-house counsel, they'll have a treasurer, they'll have the FBNA team. Small and mid-sized business owners, they don't have that resources, mm -hmm. and they have to go out and individually hire those uh, contacts. Now, if we are not working with each other and just working in silos, it becomes very difficult for the business owner. 
to kind of relay the same information over and over to three or four, or they're all their trusted advisors. Versus when we wor work in a team approach, we can coordinate directly with each other, helping the business owner achieve the goals that they have set uh, for themselves. Well, I think you said something very important there, helping the business owner, because the business owner, whether you're a restaurateur or you're a manufacturer or you're anything else, we're focused on the business. And oftentimes, we're, that's where our passion is. And we, don't, we need someone like you and Gabriel and Ian to help us get that back end to work and bring us forward. So let's talk a little bit about why it's so important to think about your business, especially at the end of the year. Um, tell me a little bit about what we should thinking about, what we should be thinking about, and then we'll talk about why has this year been so different. So first off, what do we need to be thinking about? This is kind of a unique year from every every way uh, we can think about. A uh, lot of people, a lot of business owners, when I talk to them, they are thinking that they are going to have uh, a taxable loss, maybe uh, because you know they were off for three months and then they they got back in. Uh, the thing that we should be thinking about right now is. Uh, how to treat the uh, PPP loan. Mm -hmm. uh, a lot of people are thinking that, you know, since they have not filled out the application for forgiveness, it would be a 2021 income. Uh, so you have to take that into consideration how it's going to affect uh, this year. IRS recently issued a guidance that if you reasonably believe that uh, your PPP loan will be forgiven, then you should include that as income for 2020. Now that changes a lot of things. When you include that, how, how does your tax year look? And what you need to do in this, uh, in this month to mitigate those uh, situations? Do you need to buy any fixed asset this year or things like that that you have to plan for right now? And correct me if I'm wrong, uh, Sashin, but because of the PPP, lots of things have, it's very different for the employer and what they can um, take as tax claims and with their employees that make this year very, very different, as you pointed out, than any other year. So thus, maybe consulting with a tax expert or an accountant is even much more important this year than ever before. That's correct. And, and you know, a lot of questions also come around the uh, employment law perspective that what happens when my employee is sick and I and we are paying for that. And that's when, you know, uh, I would just advise them to consult with their uh, legal counsel about this kind of issues that how to handle those kind of scenarios. Very much. So um, Gabriel or Ian, from your point of view, how is the 2020 year different than ever? And, and what should we be thinking of thinking about? Just to briefly dovetail off of what Sachin was talking about, I remember back in April um, when all of this regulatory guidance came down about uh, employment law and what posters you had to have up in your office about, you know, what happens if you get sick and um, what kind of compensation you have to offer to people who were sick with COVID um, or were afraid that they might be sick with COVID. Um, and it was changing literally by the day and um, a lot of times we, we were scrambling to keep up with, with all of it too. So um, thankfully things have gotten a little bit slower now. Um, hopefully we don't have some kind of emergency like that again, 
um, although cases are surging. Um, but I would I would just say uh, a lot of times that stuff is day to day. Even the even the information that was valid a week ago, um, you know, if you have a new employee get sick or something like that, it's it's good to check in. I think uh, one of the items that's uh, going to be critical for a lot of people, um, as Sachin mentioned, there's going to be a lot of income tax ramifications from items like the PPP from this year. And so it really gives business owners an opportunity to take advantage um, of potentially um, higher tax years uh, in doing things like increasing retirement plan contributions, accelerating charitable giving, uh, recognizing capital losses, uh, and uh, looking at new retirement benefits. Um, and if we're expecting to have a lower taxable year, uh, doing things like accelerating income to do things like Roth conversions or defer charitable giving until next year, uh, delaying pass-through business expenses and recognizing capital gains. Uh, so there's a lot of different strategies you can look at. In addition, what 2020 brought through the CARES Act was the ability for those individuals that are really struggling um, to free up capital from their retirement accounts by taking a distribution up to $100,000 and then being able to be, spread the taxation over the next three years. So there's a lot of resources available and certainly something that you should talk to or individual business owners should talk to their tax professional about. Right, I think there's a lot more that can be done at the year end to help mitigate some of those taxes than, than you think. But it's, it's someone like yourself and, and, the, and Sasha and uh, Ian who can help you think outside the box a little bit, if you would. So when we're talking about charitable giving um, or a sale of a business, let's talk a little bit about the end, end of year things with that. So I would say those are the two items where it's very common for the end of the year to be the time where mm -hmm. people decide to, to make those decisions. Um, I'll also add another one, which is gifting within the family. So um, each year you can give $15,000 per year, uh, per, per donor, per donee. So husband and wife um, can each give $15,000 a year to let's say their child or put it in a 529 plan for their grandchild. All of that has um, big estate planning, estate tax ramifications. Um, and a lot of times people wanna wait till the end of the year to figure out how to best um, uh, plan uh, and they'll know what happened in the year at the end of the year. Um, charitable gifting, there were changes this year because of the CARES Act um, into um, how the charitable deductions will work this year. That's a great thing to talk to your financial advisor about. Don't have to call me, um, you know, Gabe or Sachin would be much better versed in that than I would. Um, but all this stuff, um, people kind of realize, holy cow, it's, it's the, you know, middle of December and I haven't gotten to it and I have a couple weeks left and then those opportunities are gone. You can't go two years from now, you can't say, well, I want to claim a 2020 gift to my family or a charitable gift. That opportunity goes on 1231. So the last year, um, there was a limit on how much charitable contribution you could make. Uh, that was 60% of your AGI. Under CARES Act, that limit is gone. So you can contribute up to your AGI in uh, 2020. So that this gives a lot of opportunity for people who want to contribute to charitable uh, causes. Uh, the only caveat to this is that donor advisory funds mm -hmm. are not included in this uh, in this definition. So if you are planning to give it to a donor advisory fund, still the 60% limit applies. So something to consider uh, before year end if you are uh, making any charitable contribution. 
uh, a sale of a business. Does that, how does that impact um, at the year end? What do we have to be thinking about if we're going to sell that business? Uh, it's kind of an uh, kind of an important time, actually, uh, from a sale of business perspective, because a lot of this, a lot of people new to COVID, they thought that you know this is the time that they should sell their business. So we are seeing a lot of a uh, lot of movement there, and also the interest rates are pretty low. That is uh, that is attracting a lot of new buyers to come into uh, into the play. But now um, the capital gain tax rate were maxed out at twenty percent. So a lot of people were trying to uh, get that uh, gain in 2020 or before. Uh, due to the change in administration that's going to happen, I think uh, in the future, uh, the, the thing that's, that'll have a lot of uh, importance is going to be installments here. Because then you can uh, defer the gain for a number of years and be in a lower tax bracket for whatever the period is, like five years or 10 years uh, installments in, then you would figure the gain in 10 years instead of just one year. Good information to have. We are going to continue the conversation, but first we're gonna take a short break. We'll be right back with more Business Connection. Stay tuned. As we close out 2020, now more than ever, Naperville Community Television needs your gift of financial support. Television in its very nature brings people together, and NCTV 17 does that for this city in so many ways. Not just on traditional TV, but on all our platforms to reach as many people as we can with our stories. Stories that matter. By sharing stories, big and small, we foster connection. We're not just another television channel. We are a platform that nurtures the very connection that makes us human through effective video storytelling and relevant conversation. And a more connected city is a stronger, better community for everyone. So during this time of giving, please make a donation to Naperville Community Television at nctv17.com donate. Your gift directly supports our mission of telling local stories on air and online. Welcome back to Business Connection. Joining me again is Sachin Gandhi from BG Advisors CPA, Gabriel Chavez from Private Wealth Advisors with North Star Wealth Group, and Ian Holzhauer of Nagel Obarski Holzhauer PC. So what a great group. So let's, uh, we wrapped up with the sale of a business in the first segment. And so let's talk about sale of property. So one thing that to keep in mind is that in this environment, with interest rates being as low as they are right now, uh, there's actually a lot of unique opportunities out there for buyers to be able to pay for a sale, uh, a purchase of a business or a property in a lump sum fashion. And for individuals specifically that are selling property, there are strategies out there that allow you to be able to defer taxation of that sale. I think, Ian, you wanted to talk a little bit about uh, some of those strategies. Sure. So one of the most popular ones is if a client comes to me and says, hey, I'm selling a big commercial piece of real estate, like a factory that's been in my family for a long time, and they're interested in investing in something else, um, there's a way where they can sell the property and not take capital gains tax on the proceeds from that sale if that money is reinvested in another piece of real estate within a certain period of time. It's called a 1031 exchange. Um, there's a lot of complex technical rules about how it has to be done. 
But the bottom line is if you talk to your attorney, your accountant, your financial advisor about it, um, they can help you get it done and save a ton of money on taxes. Another very interesting thing that's out there is the opportunity to invest in um, zones that have been marked by the government as kind of economically disadvantaged. And that may be something that maybe is built beyond your skill set. You may have a hard time identifying properties like that. Um, but if you talk to your financial advisors, um, they may be aware, aware of opportunities for you to invest in perhaps real estate funds um, that purchase those types of properties where you can get the benefit of professional advice in helping you identify those properties and the tax benefits we've just been talking about. In our pre-chat, you all had mentioned that these special zones are all over the place. I think most people might think that that might be farther away, but there are these opportunity zones right here in DuPage County. Am I correct? That is correct, yeah. There are opportunity zones uh, everywhere. Like uh, there are some opportunity zones in as close as Addison, Aurora. Uh, you can look at the map that is issued by the federal government and you can see uh, there are a number of opportunity zones. So if somebody wants to manage the property by themselves, then they would uh, buy uh, a real estate in those zones. And the compliance is uh, it's pretty straightforward, actually. You, uh, you have to meet certain criteria, and then you can qualify uh, your uh, real estate fund as a qualified opportunity zone fund. Um, Sometimes, as you know, Gabriel mentioned, that people do not want to manage the property, and that's where they want to uh, invest in a in a fund which is already established. So they are passive investor in that instance, and uh, that's also a good strategy because then you can uh, diversify. You can invest in multiple opportunity zones uh, through that through that vehicle, and I think that's where uh, Gabriel can help you find the right kind of fund, uh, which meets the criteria that you're looking for. A lot of unique opportunities. Uh, and for individuals that are looking to exit um, from investing in real estate, uh, there's also other strategies that can actually defer taxation. Uh, one item of note is using utilizing strategies like a cash balance plan. So a lot of people think that the maximum they can contribute to in a pre-tax fashion is the uh, the maximum amount into 401ks or even a SEP IRA, which allows you to put even more money in there. But there's actually plans out there that allow you to put up to $230,000 per individual. Uh, so for a husband and spouse scenario, you can actually defer up to $460,000 on an annualized basis. And that's something that does need to be, the paperwork does need to be done before the end of the year. Uh, and something that if you're not incorporated, you can uh, check in with your attorney, somebody like Ian, to make sure you get the incorporation paperwork set up ahead of time. Yeah, that, that's what I wanted to mention because this is more related to business owners, which are husband and wife. They can definitely do something like a defined benefit plan, as uh, Gabriel mentioned. All good advice. Um, do we want to talk a little bit about um, qualified business income, gentlemen? Is that would that be a natural transition out of this? This was part of the TCJ Act in 2018, where uh, a business owner um, gets a qualified business income deduction for up to 20% of the income that they generate from the business. So let's say if somebody is generating 100K of income, they would get $20,000 of qualified business income deduction. So they would pay taxes on $80,000 of income. There are various uh, exceptions for that. One being that 
if you are a specified service business, i.e. Uh, a doctor, a financial advisor, a lawyer, uh, an accountant, then that benefit starts phasing at a taxable income of $315,000. So then, it's, then the qualified business income deduction starts reducing. Uh, so one of the strategy is to try to uh, reduce your taxable income to 315000 by using things like a defined benefit plan, where you can contribute an, um, uh, an amount into this plan, thereby your taxable income is going to be under $315,000. Well, there's certainly a lot to think about for a business owner, and that's why I think it's super important to have the opportunity to, to have a team like um, the three of you assemble because it gives business owners an idea of, of what to look for and, and who they need on their team. Um, as we exit 2020 and we look forward to 2021, what should we be thinking about for, for the business owner? Uh, I would suggest two things. One is uh, people usually wait till January to start working on their goals for next year and projected financials for next year, I would suggest start doing it in December. That way you can have a game plan ready starting January. That What are you thinking about next year? Also, I would suggest creating a worst case scenario because every time when we sit, or, sit with our clients about discussion for next year, they'll say, okay, I'm going to grow by 10% or 15%. Think about a worst case where assume that your income is going to go down by 15%. And can you sustain all the expenses that you were planning for? The second thing that's pretty key, that's key for this year specifically is a lot of businesses are going to have a taxable loss. If you are in that scenario, you should think about amending your return from 27, 2018, 2019, because you can take the net operating losses from this year and apply it towards those three years. And that would give you an instant refund from IRS. Wow, that sounds like a good, uh, good suggestions. Um, Gabriel, any clothing, closing thoughts or additions to what uh, Sashin just added there? Uh, I think I would just like to emphasize how important it is at this time of the year to work with your accountant. Uh, there's a lot of strategies that are in play that need to be implemented before the end of the year that could save you a lot of money on taxes. Uh, so tax planning really comes down to making adjustments in December and having a really good accountant team is really critical to being able to maximize not just the, the income for your business, but also maximize your personal situation to make sure that you're minimizing the amount of tax liability you're paying as an individual. Excellent. Ian, any closing thoughts? Yeah, we live in a um, city that is filled with businesses that were built by baby boomers. Mm -hmm. And a lot of them um, may not have a defined succession plan. If you're one of those people uh, that owns a business like that and, and you don't have it written down on paper, what's going to happen if something happens to you, that's a problem. So 2021, there's no better time than now in a pandemic to, to get that fixed. I would agree. Sashin, any closing thoughts for us? Yeah, I, I would uh, agree with uh, what Ian and Gabriel has said that, you know, work with your advisors. Uh, this is the time to um, work on any open items for this year, uh, uh, tie it up, and then uh, that when you, when you move forward in 2021, you have everything planned for. Well, I would agree with all of you that 
the smartest thing to do is to get yourself a team like the three of you. Thank you so much for your expertise. I thank you for what you do for the community, both uh, the, the community in which we live and the business community too. So thank you uh, and we'll see you next time on Business Connection. If you're interested in a television appearance on Business Connection as a way to reach out to your community or to gain exposure for your company, contact NCTV17 at info at nctv17.com. I'm Liz Spencer and thank you for watching Business Connection.